Hola, chicas políticas. It is International Women's Day, Día Internacional de la Mujer, y estoy súper emocionada, Rita. Hoy es un día especial, creo que para mí, para ti, para todas las niñas que algún día serán mujeres, que sean mujeres valientes, que tengan una voz uh, poderosa en sus comunidades. ¿Qué piensas, Rita? ¿Qué significa este día para ti? I think, well, today we have a special guest. I have here little Luca with me, my little baby. Um, so you might hear him making cute sounds. <laughs> um, hopefully they're only cute sounds that he makes. But it's, I think, um, especially special, I guess, um, today as, as International Women's Day, just because the adventure that I've been in for the last couple of months, having little Luca um, has just been a, a roller coaster. And I, I think we don't appreciate women and moms enough. Um, and so I'm really happy that we can get to talk a little bit about the women that um, in our county, in our communities and uh, about International Women's Day. So I'm really excited about International Women's Day this year. And I'm ready to celebrate all the women in my life. How, what are you doing today? Uh, are you going to pamper yourself? <laughs> I am going to be the, um, I, today is my day off. So Ooh. it's nice because it's like I get to focus on my community organizing things. And I'm also a student. So I, and today's my day where I have all my classes and I'm preparing for that. And, and yeah, and I think it just comes to show women play different roles, you know, yeah. and it's, it's one of those things where it's been um, really amazing to see you be a mother and congratulations on your baby. So it's, it's one of those things where literally guys for, for all of you that are not seeing this, Rita is literally holding her baby <laughs> as she fed the baby and is doing this podcast. And I think it just comes to show that we can do all things, right? We can be anything that we want to be and it's okay, right? It's okay to embrace, embrace those roles and to bring those personal pieces of yourself into spaces that you are creating. Yeah. Cause, um, I don't think I've met one woman that um, just does one thing, right? Um, we are, we have so many layers, so many, we work in so many different spaces. We are so many things to so many people. And even through the pandemic, we have seen the work and the importance of women and how women really have been keeping us together. So um, yeah, I, I, I props to all the women, happy Women's Day to every woman listening today to every chica to every anyone that identifies as woman um this is your day celebrate and there's a lot of uh, cool things happening in the community uh for international women's day um but yesenia before we go into it um what do you think about international women's day because i know that whenever i say to my mom uh happy international women's day she is very of the mentality of like i don't like celebrating she barely likes celebrate like Mother's Day because she's like, I don't like celebrating the type of things like should be every day or I don't know what what what's your mom's take or your take on it. 
I think my mom's take is um, probably the same as your mom. And I think it's like a generational thing too. And it's exactly what you said, Rita. Women are undervalued and women aren't really celebrated for how much power they bring into spaces, whether it be a mother, whether it be keeping up the home, whether it being an advocate for their children, whether it be all these different roles that women women don't get recognized for, right? It's like it's it's like those those gender roles that we are given by society. Of course, a woman is supposed to be a mother. Of course, a woman is supposed to keep up a home. Of course, a woman is supposed to balance her career and 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 this and that. And it's one of those things, especially I think for Latinas, that we don't really get to celebrate our identity as a woman, right? And so I think it's it is generational, but I think it's also one of those things where I know for me, I'm becoming more self-aware of how I'm very different from my mom, where I think for me, like I'm in my thirties and I don't have children. I'm not married. I'm pushing myself career-wise. I'm doing things that my mother never got to experience. So I think it's one of those things where I think for Latinas, we're playing catch up and that self-awareness of like how many amazing things like Rita, your and my generation are doing to like live out the dreams that are grandmothers and mothers only dreamt of. Yeah, and and this all happens when in the context of um, there's not just being a subjective uh, observation, right? Of um, what women and Latina women have experienced uh, through different generations, but what is happening right now, like with the pay gap, for example, we know that Latinas make less money than white women and black women, and even less than black women, uh, and indigenous or native women make less money than Latinas. So um, that white men, for example, make $1, Latinas only make 57 cents. That is a huge difference, almost half of what what a white man makes. So um, I think that pay gap, um, it's going to take generations to change. And it's just really sad to to admit. But I think if you are in a position of power and you're listening to this and you have the opportunity to uh, be a hiring manager or decide on how much women are going to make or um, how, how much the women that you're hiring are going to make, uh, please bring some equity to your work, your workplace and um, pay up because we are not making in the same amount of money for the same amount of work. Absolutely. And I think we still have a long way to go. Obviously, there has been a lot of progress, but I think the roots of International Women's Day should be acknowledged that, you know, Women's International Women's Day really stemmed from a labor movement where women died. And I think in the movement of of things, there's have always been women before us that have, you know, given their lives, given commitments to really progress women. And it is exciting. I mean, look at um, Kamala Harris, our first vice president of this country, seeing so many women take on those roles. Uh, Huge shout out to Erica Stewart, first black mayor of San Luis Obispo. And and I loved, uh, we got to hear her speak this Saturday at the San Luis Obispo Women's March. And she said, I hope I'm not the last. And I think 
I think what makes me excited, Rita, is that especially here in San Luis Obispo County, I genuinely feel there is a group of women who genuinely are rooting for one another, who want yeah. to see one another win. And that makes me really exciting. And it's not just limited to just white women. It's literally bringing everyone on board. I'm seeing black women. I'm seeing uh, queer women. I'm seeing trans women, Latinas. I'm seeing girls, youth. I'm seeing the older generation, you know, and it's exciting to see that genuine love and care for one another, which is truly community. And I think that's the best way that we can transform our spaces is when we as women take care of one another. Yeah, and huge shout out to the San Luisbo Women's March who have been part of this revolution here locally where uh, women have really seen each other and are supporting each other and lifting each other. And you were also a speaker that day on Saturday at the rally. How was that? Did you like it? Were you nervous? I was I was a little bit nervous. I always get nervous when I speak. It's just, I think it's just that when you care, I hope you get nervous. <laughs> um, and so to me, it was a huge honor because I had always seen the lineup of Slow Women's March and had always wanted to speak one day. And not only did I have the honor to speak, I had the honor of closing the event, which was like really, really amazing. And once again, it's just, it echoes to the movement that is happening in San Luis Obispo County. All the speakers were amazing. Every single woman that was up there delivered a different message. Each one so important and so powerful. Uh, Eve, the high school student from Paso Robles, who was one of the leaders of speaking up against the hate crime that happened to the LGBTQ plus flag. She was tremendous. I mean, it's just so much hope uh, coming from young women, the youth, teens, young girls. I mean, I just saw so many different ages and messages that is just an exciting time, Rita. Let's let's pat ourselves on the back. You included, yeah. you know, you being one of the founding Slow uh, Women's March members who Slow Women's March also got recognized by Senator Laird. So congratulations on that as well. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, That's awesome. <laughs> your accomplishments of reaching your fifth anniversary of organizing. And we know organizing is not easy. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of work. But it's moments like that where you know it's paying off, right? You you see it. You You can feel the unity and love of women coming together. And it was women coming from all over different places. I saw women from Santa Maria, uh, San Miguel, and everywhere in between. So great, great, yeah. amazing work happening. Yeah, and those events are are one of those one of the scariest events to organize because there's so many people. I mean, um, we've had women's march events where we've had like 7,000, 5,000 people. And when you think about the amount of people that are gathering in one place and the type of topics and issues that we're talking about and how it could, it, it could, people could become a target for like hate crimes. Um, you don't rest until the event is done and everyone is gone. 
literally everyone is gone. Um, and we've been on our toes in, in the past when we've seen things that were just scary uh, that luckily didn't escalate. But um, I have some chisme from this last event. So um, the rally was at a park here in San Luis Obispo, right? And there was a stand right outside the rally, the area where the rally was, but still in the park, really inside was uh, a stand that was selling Ukraine flags. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. They were selling Ukraine flags and fuck Putin buttons and Ukraine buttons. Um, and, the, and a lot of people bought them. Um, so they were not affiliated to the rally or to the event at all. They were just random people that came and put their stand and started selling. They knew there were going to be a lot of people at the event. So apparently they were saying that part of their profits were going to go to save the children and help children in Ukraine. But what some people notice is that when they purchase their whatever, their T-shirts or flags, their receipt said, MAGA Trump stand. Yes. Yes. Y'all cannot see my face, but my literally my jaw just dropped. Yes. So, um, and then uh, someone told someone else this, like they tried to report it to the police because they were in the You're really dropping the uh, yeah. today. So this is what I've heard. I've, I was not a witness, but I've heard from like uh, people that were witness of this. So people confronted them about it. Yeah. Because they were like, hey, why does your receipt say this? Like, are you affiliated with it? Which, which is, in all honesty, like the Women's March is not, is nonpartisan. So even if you are a MAGA group or Trump supporter group, you still can attend the event. But they were like, are you really giving part of your profit to save the children? And they admitted that they don't, that someone just said that just to sell flags and buttons, but all the profit was going just to them. And so someone heard this and called the police and uh, the police didn't do anything. They just, um, I think they got a ticket because one of the sellers was like smoking a a vape pen or something. I don't even know what what those are, but um, the police couldn't do anything because they had a permit to sell. So as long as they were selling and they had a permit, they say they couldn't do anything. And they say that they were not giving the profits to save the children, even though that's what they had said at the beginning when everyone was buying their flags. And, and you might be asking, okay, why didn't the organizers of Slow Women's March get a better hold on this? And it really is hard organizing events like this, everyone. And obviously the Slow Women's March had already been postponed due to COVID numbers being too high. And then, you know, you're dealing with weather, which it was very windy. Thank goodness it did not rain, but it was expected to rain. And then there's so many moving parts. And I think it just comes to show that if you went to that event or have always wanted to get involved, please join the Slow Women's March. They're doing some amazing work. They need the help. Yeah, volunteer. Mm -hmm. And that's just the thing, right? Ukraine was not planned to just happen, the situation with Ukraine and Russia. And, And, you know, the events led where it was, it also, the Slow Women's March lended itself to be in unity to Ukraine, which was so beautiful, a message. Uh, and, but it just comes to show that, you know, hopefully next year we can um, 
get some t-shirts printed and some pins and some flags so we know where money is going and we make sure that it is in alignment to what our message is. Like Rita just said, everyone is welcome. But I think what what is what saddens me is when you take advantage of a of a horrible situation to mm-hmm. benefit yourself and go a step further to be dishonest about where money is going because I know probably 90% of the people that purchased flags and pins from that booth did it wholeheartedly because they believed that funds were going to be going to folks in Ukraine. Yeah, and the women, one of the women's march organizers did say over the speaker that they were not affiliated to the, the that stand. But I know, obviously, they didn't go further into details because it would have just been too controversial and, and grabbed the attention, yeah. right? But every, honestly, every year that there's a women's march event, there's a group of people that wants to take advantage of it. Like last year, I believe, was the anti-vaxxers. Um, I believe it was last year. They just set up a table also at the corner. So, and these are the same people, you know, these are the same people, the Trump MAGA supporters and the anti-vaxxers are like an interesting Venn diagram going on there. But the anti-vaxxers set up a table and they were just being very rude and and loud and um, they were not allowed to be part of action, the action alley where all the other booths are, like all the nonprofits and stuff, because they just didn't align to the principles of the Women's March. And Women's March, you know, they, they pay a lot of money to have the permits for the park and last year for the police and all that. And so they were not part of the event, but they still wanted, they, they still brought their table they still were sharing information um and then when the police asked them to you know go across the street they made a scene about it and they uh recorded it and then they keep sharing their videos saying oh women's march kicked us out of the park and they don't allow uh, freedom of speech and you know when they were like asked like go across the street because you didn't pay for this permit right now and there's an event going on I always say, I always say damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I think in certain situations, especially when you're dealing with the public, especially when you're dealing with children that, hey, so much love and respect to all the parents that brought their children. There are so many children there, including Mm -hmm. you, Rita, bringing your baby with you. Um, It's always about the safety first. And sometimes you do have to take the high road, right? Sometimes you have to let things play out and not let it be a distraction tactic because that's what it is. They're there to distract. And um, nevertheless, you know, uh, I'm sure there will be other folks in the community that will be doing fundraisers or supply drives to go to Ukraine. So keep an eye out. I think this is just a, a moral of the story is before you have the best of intentions of spending your money, just ask those questions. Can you show me your nonprofit number? Can you show me your, your badge? Can you confirm what organization you're with? Uh, you know, where exactly do you say you're from or is your business registered? Just just go that extra step. It's just really unfortunate that that just comes to show the dishonesty of people, but yeah. we move on. Yeah, they just try to use the emotional, right, the emotions that, that um, were there in the, at the event. But shitty people everywhere. Um, moving on. <laughs> so there are cool events happening for uh, 
Women's uh, Women's History Month here in Slow County. One of them is at her table, and it's an event that is promoting different businesses that are uh, owned by women. And I know that this Friday, um, what it, what is the what date is Friday? Um, my is the eleventh, right? Yeah, yes. March eleventh. So March eleventh, this Friday, March eleventh. Um, they're uh, at her table is promoting an event that it a uh, business that it's very very close to my heart because I know the owners are just so adorable and so supportive of all the great causes in um, in Slow County here where we live and their their business name is Corazon Eight Hundred Five Tacos and they make the best tacos ever. I'm not joking. Like I eat a lot of tacos and. These are really, really good. Um, they have handmade tortillas and uh, they have like a stand where they are, uh, they go to different businesses. They're going to be on Friday at this uh, beer place called Liquid Gravity. Uh, and I know that you're going, Yesenia, right? Is that right? I am going. I have to go. I need to go because not only is that a local uh, Latinx woman owned business it's also the proceeds are going to an amazing amazing local uh nonprofit that we know we can trust so tell us about the nonprofit because you are also involved in that yeah one of the other things where i have my hands on <laughs> uh yeah so part uh portion of the sales are going to go to slow county on docu support uh and on docu support is an organization that was formed uh, from just a collective of different other organizations that deal with the immigrant community. And there wasn't anything in our county that was supporting undocumented families or mixed status families throughout the pandemic. So um, all these organizations came together and started fundraising to help specifically that uh, group of, of, of people that part of our community. So by now, Slow County on DocuSupport has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for people in our community that are from mixed status families. So uh, someone in the family could be undocumented, uh, which is a huge percentage in our in our state, in California, like we've talked about before. Um, and hundreds of families have benefited from, from this collective. So uh, yeah, 805, Corazon 805 is going to be selling really good tacos at Liquid Gravity this Friday from 3 to 9 p.m. Uh, but go early so you don't miss on all the flavors. Uh, 3 to 9 p.m. Liquid Gravity this Friday. Um, and yeah, we'll see you there. I'll, I'll be there um, a little bit for a little bit and I'll, I'll get my tacos so we can support 805, Corazon 805 and also Slow County on Docu Support. Yay. <laughs> yes. Um, what else is happening this month? I know there are a lot of events. We have our own event, actually, almost for a yes. I'm so yeah. excited. So I think we have to um, document some of the history that's unfolding for Chicas Políticas. So we are now on our season two, which is like massive. What started out as just a conversation, agarrando cafecito at Rita's garden, like not even going with the intention of that. It was more like, let's hang out and talk. And all of a sudden, Rita and I were just talking about so many things, whether it was our personal relationships with our partners, whether it was fears, frustrations, uh, 
both of us are heavily involved in politics and we're, we know our commonalities are, we are Latinas and we have a voice and we've had to navigate this experience. And uh, Chicas Politicas came from that conversation, like literally, like super organically. It was more like, hey, we should do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk and share our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think it's just exciting, Rita, because uh, at the Women's March, and that's that's what I'm saying about the genuine love is sharing platforms, right? Which is what, yeah. what Slow Women's March did for me and Chicas Politicas was allow us to be on their platform to share Chicas Politicas, which we announced our first event that we will have Friday, March 25th in Atascadero at the Sunken Gardens, where we're going to have our meetup. And, you know, this is an open call to Chicos, Chicas, all different ages, all different races, whatever you come as you are. We are here to work together. I think our biggest focus is just making sure that the Latinx experience, the Latinx voice is in the front and center of, in the forefront of movements. And especially as we're getting ready for primary uh, primaries and also the election season in November. So there's definitely a lot to do, but cuéntame Rita, what do you think? I'm excited. I mean, not only are we doing season two and we're starting to um, use this space as a platform and, and mixing and, and combining our work with other platforms in the community, but we're opening up the conversation. And, you know, this uh, Friday, as a way to open up uh, the conversation, this Friday, March 25th, we're going to have a gathering from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at Sunken Gardens in Atascadero. Sunken Gardens is the park that is right in front of the government building, the city hall, Atascadero City Hall. Um, and I'm really excited that we can open up this conversation to other people in our community that want to join Chicas Politicas um, and start getting some revolution going around uh, Latinx people. Um, there's a lot of Latinos here in Slow County who are just not that connected. Uh, some of us are, but I know that there's a huge community that has not been tapped. So really excited to open up the conversation and invite more people to this space. Yeah, and I think about, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm so thankful for and another young activist, also Latina, is Carmen Buquin, who I love Carmen. She's one. She's the co-founder of Paso People's Action. And she has always m- reminded me that the youth need a voice, that the youth need to lead, that the youth need to be, you know, honored. And I think that's like one of our hopes too, Rita, is really in having the youth having a space, right? Like Chicas Politicas, you and I have this podcast and it's called Chicas Politicas because both of you somos chicas, but that's not limited to just chicas, right? It's open to chicos, it's open to trans folks, queer folks of all ages and races. But I think it's also our hope is that we can help create the platform, but it's really led by the community, right? That it's led by the youth, that it's led by new faces, new voices, and having, making sure that we have diversity in thought and diversity in approach, because with the upcoming elections, it is so important that we do not cast out your non-traditional voters, your voters that have never voted, right? And especially the youth, especially there's going to be a lot of young people 
that are going to be able to vote for the very first time. So we need all of you to join in on this and really come together. Yeah, and we got to change those numbers, right? Like those numbers that we were talking about last week. Oh, there's Luca. He's waking up. No, just a nightmare. Uh, those numbers that we were talking about last episode, right, of um, Black, Latinos and 18 to 34 are the lowest voter turnout numbers, like lowest bracket on voter turnout. So we got to change that. And, and that can only happen if we're connected, if we're informed and we're uh, getting involved. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone on March 25th. Um, Anything else that you would like to mention about the event, Yesenia? I'm just excited. We're going to have some agua fresca and some fruta, and it's just going to be an opportunity for us to come together. And I think it's just, it's. I'm really excited, excited with that because Paso Robles has done so much work, but also like the other center is like San Luis Obispo. So to be pushing it towards Atascadero, which we all know is like an area that mm -hmm. needed it. Let's go north. Yeah, let's go north. And it's really exciting to see like Atascadero's really like uncharted waters if you really think about it. Yeah, it's kind of scary. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> and it's also, I think, once again, moving in the step of organizing North County, which for some of you folks that are listening, listening to us from another area, San Luis Obispo County is basically broken up into two parts. You get South County, which is a bit more progressive. There's more resources. And then you get North County, which is more conservative. Uh, most of us that live in the North County make our way over to San Luis Obispo over the grade if we want to do shopping or have doctor's appointments, have resources. So yeah. to be higher able, numbers on, on COVID to right, uh, higher numbers, lowest of numbers on census. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So to be able to once again take a step and to explore an area that needs to be supported it needs to be seen is he I think it's a huge testament once again to the commitment that we have to organizing and transforming San Luis Obispo County which we're we're not going to stop until we we get folks to come out to the census right we get folks to register yeah. to vote we get folks to become U.S. citizens we get the young people to really understand and I think the goal out of all of that, Rita, especially for Chicas Politicas, is these are all just stepping stones mm -hmm. so that we can get people inspired and empowered to run for office, run, run yeah. for city council, run for school board, and eventually run for supervisor, right? Hopefully yeah. we can get some attorneys. I can run for that seat of Dan Dow. Maybe oh, we can get some geez. new sheriffs in there, right? We can yeah. run for those positions of power, get yeah. new city managers, get people with uh, more ownership of what it is to be part of this community. Yeah. And there are so many roles uh, that also don't need you to run for office if that's not something that you want to do, but it's supporting roles, right? Like the city manager, like you mentioned, lots of power in there. And it's a position that you that you apply for, like any other job position. Uh, but there are also campaign related positions like campaign manager and treasurer and even volunteer. And, and the goal is to get you involved in politics because the, lead, the, the less we talk about politics, um, the more that the status quo benefits from it and the people empowered right now are now representing um, or needs. So 
let's get that revolution going and get the Latinx community in uh, politics and in positions of power. And hopefully we'll start with Sumawas Frescas on March 25th. So we'll, we'll um, welcome everyone. If you are Latinx or not, you are welcome. If you're a chica, chico, uh, you are welcome. Um, join us and yeah, we'll have some fun. Anything else, Yesenia? I think this I'm is just, a short and sweet episode. Short and sweet. Let us know, guys, if you like the short little clips or you like the hour long. I know we talk a lot, and so we're still <laughs> trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. I know we did our first like full episode in Spanish last week. Yeah. And we're going to be recording every single week. So there's going to be new material. And we just ask that you share this with your friends and family, with other Latinas, Latinos, chicos, that you just help us spread the word because it is so important, especially on this Women's Day, that not only are we celebrating women, but that we're also celebrating Latinx uh, women because our voices sometimes, we still have a lot of work to do within our own community, right, Rita? And so yeah. the goal, especially in politics, especially because in, in La Politica, we we are still getting our knee, our feet wet in the political realm. We, we still have to have more, more representation, more education, more Latinos uh, being in the, in those roles. Yeah. Yeah. And diversity is just the first step. So let's take that step uh, and let's work towards equity. So uh, find us on social media as well, Facebook and Instagram, like you said, I mentioned, share our podcast with your friends, uh, share on your stories and your feeds. Uh, and help us get more people listening and joining in this movement. So yeah, thanks everyone. Have a nice week and happy International Women's Day to all of you. Bye. Mm-hmm.